Come on in. It's the Real Kipper and Bourne Show on this Monday. Hall of Fame weekend concludes tonight. Inductions. Yes. We're coming off a fairly big weekend. Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee, Derek Brandeo, and Jen Rolnick with you for the next two hours. And we'll dive into the Leafs. Absolutely. Um, certainly when you look at, uh, first of all, when we left on Friday, mm-hmm. we were looking at two very important games for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh, boy. And judging by what transpired over the weekend with the Edmonton Oilers, where they made a major decision moving on from Jay Woodcroft, Chris Knobloch, now the head coach, and we'll get into that in our national hour uh, in, in greater detail. Crazy, man. But does it does it go back to Friday and maybe how important the two wins were to Sheldon Keefe. Oh, just really? To kind of calm the waters down. Like if they go zero and two Friday, Saturday, and all of a sudden there's oh my God, okay, six, seven, and one. Oh, I'm telling you, zero and two. Two losses against Calgary and Vancouver would have had the temperature so high on Sheldon you know Keefe. You're right about that. They just lost six three to Ottawa on the Wednesday. If they had come out and and really played like they did against Ottawa, maybe it even been a big story. One and four. Yeah. You know, Sammy and his uh, lineup has uh, the Maple Leafs having a perfect weekend against the Flames and Canucks coming away with four points. And you're not wrong, but perfect to me is regulation wins. Because somewhere down the road, knowing the way the league is going right now, it may come down to a regulation win on a few different matters. Making the playoffs, getting a home ice advantage. Like, sure. The, Regulation wins. They're still hard to come by for the Toronto Maple Leafs. If I'm not mistaken, that was just their fourth so far this season against Vancouver Saturday night. But, mm. hey, the good news is probably their most complete game of the year. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, uh, didn't get the regulation win, but, boy, getting that win was huge. There was a point there uh, in the shootout where it felt like they were only going to leave with one point. But then, uh, you know, we end up getting Max Domi to shoot one into the top corner, which is really nice. And... Yeah, Kip, to your point, like this this weekend did feel like something of a correction to our previous conversations last week when we were like, they might be like bad, like, mm-hmm. like you know, like playoffs, maybe bad. I think getting to see them like that in two games made it feel more like, okay, it's still in there for them to look like, you know, a hundred point team when they play the way they can play. Your thoughts on the, the weekend in general, because... I- A shootout loss would have really, to my earlier point, put a lot of pressure on a a Saturday night win for Vancouver. But uh, did the Calgary game still have you feeling like, okay, they had a comfortable lead, they blew it, they almost lost it in the shootout? bounces. I thought they played pretty well. Sorry, Sam. No, the the Leafs had a lot better weekend than my Argos did. Let's just say that. Oh, Uh, yeah, you went to that, huh? Yeah. Oh, did you go? Oh, yeah, I went. 27,000 people or something? Yeah, felt bad for him. Buddy, like, come on. You got to show up. You, what, yeah. what, were they 14 and 2 or something? 16 and 2. There's 10, 10 point favorites in the game. And boy, I, I, I've never seen it. Quick Argos talk. Never seen a singular athlete cost his team a game like my boy Chad Kelly did. Oh, they really? had nine turnovers. Nine? Yeah. Seven interceptions? <laughs> no. <laughs> How many? Four picks, oh, a fumble, picks. two pick sixes, and three turnovers on downs. Oh, yeah, it was unbelievable. Nightmare fuel. Unbelievable. Anyways, yeah, I think 
Saints I, made you feel better then. They did. Uh, I really needed Saturday night after freezing my you-know-what's off in the, in the crowd at BMO to go home and watch that Leafs game on Saturday night, which I loved. My favorite game of the season. I thought it was an excellent hockey game. Yeah. But yeah, that Friday night game, you're up 4-1 on a team that you don't think is very good. And you're thinking to yourself, hey, maybe this will be the game where they don't let in four goals on home ice. Maybe this will be the one. And they find a way to let in four. It's so, tough bounce. Yeah, I know. But, but still, that's one game if you st- dial it back to the stats. Like high danger chances were 25-12 for the Leafs. Yeah. Like they, they were better for sure. Up. But there's yeah. four goals still went in the net, which is not aesthetically pleasing. Thought Joe yep. Wall turned it around in overtime. It was great. And yeah, he finished off real yeah, strong. Yeah. It was good in the shootout. But yeah, it's for a lot of Leaf fans mental well-being about this team this was a very important weekend just to get a couple wins in the bank look at the standings and not see you outside the playoff picture before you get have a week off it's just it was a really sort of exhale weekend i think for a lot of league fans and and probably their their best look i think in a complete 60 minutes against vancouver Mm -hmm. and i think the analytics would suggest that vancouver probably had ample opportunity to Get pucks to the net. They spent quality time in the Leafs zone, but mm-hmm. didn't didn't appear like they had they had the juice yeah. to win this thing. Yeah, I mean uh, the numbers from Sport Logic. Yeah, the Leafs were this much better than the Canucks. You know, in, in most game states, so they did deserve to get the win. But it was a close game. But still, everything to go. I don't remember coming in here to do a show with you after a game where it all went right. Like, the the fourth line was so much better. The third line was great. They answered. They stood up for themselves. The goaltending was good. Like, I just don't even know what to do. What are we complaining about? I know. <laughs> Coming in today, like, do we have any content? Let's, <laughs> let's start there. Mark Giordano, at age 40 years and 39 days, is the oldest player in Maple Leaf history with a fighting major. Since Tim Horton. 19 days older than the Donut King. <laughs> I, to me, that is such a badass stat. That is very cool. That's, also terrifying to know that someone my age could fight someone like Dakota well, Joshua. And, the sh- most shot blocks in NHL yeah. history and the oldest guy in Leafs history with a fight, that's pretty good stats. Yeah. Plus, with the Norris yeah, trophies we can say, play. Yeah, yeah. I have two still feelings on, on watching Mark Giord- Giordano do it. The first one is, like, thank you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The second one is, come on, guys. Can't have a 40-year-old guy leading this charge. No, I'm telling you. No, it's bad. It's bad. It's bad. This is like a why why (laughs) Mark Giordano at 40 years. He's the first one there. He's on the ice. He's on the team. He's not in a wheelchair. You know why he's the first one there? Because he's looking at 19 other guys that weren't willing to do it in the last month. Sure. Yeah, I I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. That so they haven't done it? He, he almost like guilted everybody. And I'm just telling you, I've been in this position before. Mm-hmm. If I'm on that bench and I, I, I need a guy twice as old as me to go out there and do that because I'm not willing to do it first, not good. Not good. Uh, yeah. This is one of those right? things. But like, you, I, Listen, if you want to start somewhere, that's okay. Yeah. It, you can only control... The game, the moment. Like, yeah. for Giordano there, there's an opportunity to stand up for a teammate. There will be he nothing for left teammate. of him once again at the end of the year. Do you understand that? It's the same conversation I had you what before. What is your point, though? Should he not have done it? No, he shouldn't have done it. Somebody else should have done it. The game yeah. before? Listen, I thought Kevin Bieksa did an 
a great job on Hockey Night in Canada mm. breaking down that you don't, listen, you don't, it, it's such a strategic thing. Yeah. And it's not a, actually about the fighting. It's about the look. It's about the, the ability to just get in someone's face. Mark could have done the exact same thing, but he didn't need to do that. Okay. But he could have set it up for someone else to do that or eventually be in a position. Or do you so, set it up for someone else to do it? Just, hey, like, Connor Bedard got hammered on the weekend. Yeah, he ate the dash. Did you watch Felino? Yes. Didn't have to go in there. He ain't and, young either, by the way. Right? I know, but he didn't have to go in there and and get into a major it was just the look of it. Yeah, yeah Felino right? was ten he, times he tougher than that. Whoever he was, it was, cool. it was Kulikov. You, you, Kulikov's you, not going to go. You didn't have to go and get a two-minute instigator penalty, right? No, you could. Sure, you could just be. Listen, I I know I'm nitpicking here on a team. Well, that's you're nitpicking and being hypocritical because all season long you're begging for them yeah. to stand up for just, one another. Just not my forty-year-old guy. That's all. Okay. Right. And worse. So who in that vicinity did you want guy, it to be? The the guy that really should be leading that charge isn't. Is it in in the stands? Well, he's going to be right? in the American League. Like he's, it's it's not it's not it's not great, right? Like it's not set up great, right? No, it's not falling the way it should have fallen, right? And, and that's and we're so desperate. You're so desperate for this look, yeah. That you just kind of bypass the fact that he's forty years old, and we're going to beat him up, and there'll be nothing left of him by the end of the year, and he'll be hanging on to playing twelve minutes a night and looking slow as molasses. But that's, that's what, all. But he should probably. That's just my whole point. But yeah, but listen, he was probably going to be there anyway, without this fight. The regardless of this fight, oh, the amount he's already. Let me tell play, you something. Fighting could for sure could take a lot. He's not Ryan Re- or not, you know, a guy from the nineties. Not it's, fighting every night. It's the moment called for it, and he went out there and he did it. Who else is supposed to go? Is it going to be McMahon coming up and doing it? Maybe. Yeah. Is it maybe, supposed to be? Maybe. Jay- you want yeah. Gregor to do it? Maybe. Yeah. Uh, I do. I do. Yeah. I, I, I think twenty-five, I, twenty-seven year olds. Yes, I do want that. That's I, all. I just think it's a. I think it's a great message to your team. Yeah, it's, he's a leader. It, it he's to, one of the leaders on the team. Right. Camp. No, he's not. He's, he's your sixth or seventh defenseman on a on a team that's supposed to be challenging for the Stanley Cup. I can't believe how bogged down we are right yeah. now. No. In like such a. It was I incredible. Just, I just. I it. it you're it's zoomed not out to the big picture. Up, it's not set up well enough to move it? forward. The team. The. Yeah, I just. It's just, it's disappointing that for me, yeah. that it's not set up the way it, it should be set up with, you know, this was... They re- missed opportunities they, earlier they, in the season, 100%. And, and they still got to fix it. They yeah. fix it. You can't have Mark Giordano jumping in like that and and be that, that guy that leads yeah. the charge. Remember That's he did all. it last year too That's with the Philly game? He came flying in for Matt. So I, I just, like, we can play the clip, like, for uh, from Keith. I think it's clip number three. But, like... This is exactly the conversation we had last week. He didn't think about who it is. No one thought about who it is. There was no thinking. It was gloves off going. Like, it's, that's the whole point. It's a response. It's, it's Spezza, it's Spezza stuff, But what's right? different is Zadorov runs over Bertuzzi on Friday night, and yeah. David Camp goes over there and sees it happen, goes, oh, that's Zadorov. It's and also like, a 4-4 four, four game in the third period. It, yeah. And it was a clean hit, Bertuzzi. Do, yes. Sure. Yeah. He wants nothing to do with Zadorov, yes. though, right? Like, he's but a giant man. somebody say something to him. Somebody can go well, and, Well, he can't give him a little shot, whatever, yes. But he definitely yeah. saw the size of the guy. Yeah. Like, eh. And I would imagine Jordana went in there and noticed this was a large individual, yeah. too, and still said, this is what we need here. This is what we haven't done yeah. this season. Yeah. Show the guys the way here. Listen, uh, beggars can't be choosers. For sure. At least... Somebody's in there 
Uh, I get it. Yeah. But it just needs to be a little bit more strategic moving forward to Kevin BX's point, in t- including not taking a two-minute instigator yeah, penalty. Yeah, listen, I'm not saying those are right? good plays. You're not saying those are good plays. But I think if you're looking for this Leafs team to solve its problems, one of them has been a lack of standing up for yeah. one another. They made an effort for it. Even if it's not done perfectly, I think yeah. you'll take the imperfect version. Okay, let's go to uh, Sheldon Keefe, or uh, we'll go to Mark Giordano on his fight Saturday night. Let's start there. Yeah, it's uh, you get fired up out there sometimes. Um, but, yeah, you don't just want to be uh, a guy who barks all the time. So if we, tonight it was just one of those situations, though. I think you see your teammate down on the ice, big hit. Uh, and uh, that Joshua, I mean, he's a big boy. So I uh, went over there, and I was like, oh, boy, here we go. So it was, it was good uh, good to get into one. I haven't been into one in a while. So uh, got me going, too. Sometimes you need something like that to get yourself going couple you know couple shifts where you don't feel energy and then I got it right into the game after that even though I sat for about an hour after that uh, uh, I felt like I had energy all night after that all right I Kipper I couldn't have loved that moment more I'm telling you like you're you're you're, starving I know but you raining on my parade hurts my feelings I loved it you're starving it's Jason Spezza it's not the same as Spezza why because Spezza it's different with Spezza because he's never done anything like that in his life Gio has always been a fierce competitor. He's always been a guy that, like, has jumped in, and, like, we've seen him do it with the Leafs. You've seen him doing it in years past with other teams. Like, he's a gritty competitor. Guy loves, just cares. Spezza was, like, a so then, soft then, guy that never looked Gio, at anybody. We might need that three, four, or five more times then this year. No, I think everyone can follow okay. his lead now and say Who? that, okay, whoever it is you're referring to prior to this. Okay. So I hope, I hope Gio guilted them into saying, that may be what you know it was. what? I really shouldn't be doing this at age 40. Right. And I think that's the case if you're someone like Bobby McMahon. Can, or you're someone can like, I add, though, that he didn't just do it. He beat the crap out of a guy that was way bigger than him. Like, I, he landed more yeah. punches. He scores. Like, does Joshua not fight? He scores <laughs> the, uh, I would say he got well, the decision. Then, yeah. Hey, maybe I, do it a few more times then. I, hey, I, I don't think he has to. I don't Doesn't think he has to. to. No. He had to there. Yeah. How many times have we watched the Leafs where you said, you have to now, and they never did? And he did it. And I'm happy so that he did. Maybe ask him a few more times then, Sammy. Uh, you okay with that? Sure. If it looks anything like that, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I loved it. Yes. I, well, here's the thing. I love fights, and I love response, and that's what makes hockey hockey. Guy did something borderline. Geo didn't care. Jumps in. We saw it later with Domi, who jumps in. I saw somebody during our Leafs talk show on Saturday night. Uh, somebody said that he's got the heart of a lion and the arms of a T-Rex, but <laughs> it's going pretty good. Cole, like, but... we got to get a kill for the guys there too, eh? Finally sticking up for uh, All right, let's get Sheldon Keep on the thought of uh, what it meant to the rest of his lineup. Clip one there, Derek. You know, it's interesting. You know, you get a couple instigators and they score on them. Um, and obviously those are moments you like to see the guys pull together and get a kill for them, but our game works in funny ways. You know, yeah, to me, we, we, we built up some good karma through, through that. Guys sticking together, stepping up, big moments, get the crowd involved. So you know, despite the fact that the puck went in the net there for us on those, it seemed like it just kind of pulled our team together to just go out and play. And uh, it was great responses throughout the game, and then a good job of managing the game from there. Yeah, I thought they were a different team after the fights. 
Mm-hmm. But they played harder than they played in a long time. Yeah. Don't well, you? Well, listen. Uh, like I said, Vancouver coming in, one of the top teams. Like it, Vancouver got their attention big time yeah. on Saturday night. Yeah. A couple huge hits. Like we, Vancouver had the ability last or Saturday night to come in and, and pour gasoline on a, on a small fire here. For sure. And I, I think there is a lot of tension between the Canucks and Toronto in general. Like the fan base is the East-West thing. Yeah. Like there is some yeah. real... Great, it, it is great actually observation. The mo- <laughs> that <laughs> didn't take long, did it? The most shocking thing about moving to Toronto for me, having grown up on the West Coast, was that people, how much people really dislike Vancouver. I, I would step in here. And I would say that they I think hate Toronto way more than we correct. feel about them. I think people, I don't know, but guys, they think about Toronto a lot more than Toronto thinks about them. Everyone they I talk to here is talking us. about these sushi-eating hippies on the West Coast. Every, you know, it's Vancouverites get a tough rap sometimes here in Toronto, and For there sure. is some tension between the teams. So yes, they have yeah, the opportunity yeah, yeah. to really. I've been to a number of Leaf games as a traveling fan all across. You know, I've been to a bunch of in the states, but. The worst vitriol I've ever faced by far is going to a Vancouver Canucks game as yeah. a Leaf fan. Yeah. They they hate the Leafs. So for them, their team coming across the country, finally playing in the Eastern time zone, big chance yeah. Saturday night. Sure, they didn't love that. No. Sure, they, they didn't love that. They had that. some regression in real time. Quinn Hughes rips one off the elbow, and they go back the other way yeah. and score. And it's oh, oh, run either way on that one. The, yeah. um, you mentioned it off the top. The... The balance scoring, that's the first time where it looked like Sheldon really maximized his yeah. roster from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. And, of course, uh, the secondary scoring. Uh, Robertson coming in with, again, Max Domi and, uh, and being instrumental here. This is the first look that you had that didn't, like, revolve around Austin, Mitch, Tavares, yeah. or, or Nylander. Yeah. You know, I don't, I can't claim to have watched Bobby McMahon a thousand times, but every time I watch him, he's very fast. He's a big guy and he's very fast, right? He drives the puck wide into the zone. I've seen him shoot the puck in the net in the American League. He has a good shot. All of a sudden, with a good skater in McMahon, a good skater in Gregor, and Camp in the middle, that line really is a fast four checking line. And they had the puck and they played in the right end of the rink. Like it changed their depth immediately by adding him. Yeah. It- Bobby McMahon is just the most average guy. It's like in terms of hockey players. Yes. Me. Like there's oh, yeah. just like he, he's five just, years from now when people talk about former average. Leafs, they'll be like, he was here. Yeah. But like that just shows you how little they were getting in other ways. Well, this does not bold well for Ryan Reeves. And to my earlier point, then if 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 you're getting emotion out of other people that you were supposed to do that, yeah. and now we've had our most complete game which included two fights that you didn't dress in mm-hmm. what do we need you for that's tough i mean it's been a very short start to the season here it's 12 games or something but it's really hard to see how the utility of ryan reeves outside of you know hey we're playing a tough team and we don't want them running our guys let's put in our enforcer but it's tough to see them wanting him back in over a bobby mcmahon or someone else at this point I mean, he was on the ice for two more against on Friday night, fellas. Two like, more against, and then yeah. so he's, McMahon had two assists from the fourth line. He's got three set on for goal four. 14 goals, 14 games played, 0-0-0, minus 11. I don't 
four, he was dash two in four minutes and change. On Do you envision right. him seeing any action in Sweden? I mean, I, if it's not working, like I understand that maybe Keefe will want to say to Tree Living, you paid this guy. We're going to give him, give it a chance to work out. Like, give it an opportunity instead of burying him after 12 games or 13 games, whatever he's played. But I think it seems inevitable that he's not going to play a ton unless they're really hurt. All right, let's go to Sheldon Keefe. Uh, uh, Derek, we'll go to clip seven on Bobby McMahon. Obviously, the biggest challenge is adjusting to the time change. Uh, but we've got ample time. I think they, they've done a good clip job. Clip seven? Of, Sorry, uh, wrong clip. My bad. Maybe I mislabeled it. Oh, all right. Well, uh, do you have anything on Bobby McMahon? <laughs> I, feel, I feel like I'm Let's at, try six and I th- eight. I feel like I'm <laughs> at Baskin and Robbins now. Do you have anything like, you know, um, like, a, like a, a vanilla? If I'm going to... not vanilla? If I'm going to uh, praise myself after screwing up something on te- television, it's the first one all year. <laughs> it's not bad. Yeah, we're in it's November all, here, fellas. Showing. <laughs> first one that's, all year. Hey, it's pretty that, good. No, that's a pizza up the middle that may have cost us the hockey game. <laughs> Okay. Well, the clip, one's too many. The clip, Sam. Uh, so now all the clips to me, I'm terrified if they're all wrong. <laughs> like now, now. The okay, numbers. Derek, we're gonna play. Uh, uh, guess a clip. Oh no! So I think, you you pick one, and we'll yeah, work around so it. The, the so clip eight is the one on Bobby McMahon. All I right. know for sure. It says flying. It says flying to Sweden, but it's on Bobby McMahon. Okay. <laughs> yes, it's all correct. Right, here we go. Yeah. You know, skated well. You skated well, and and. Uh, and uh, <laughs> transported the puck. Fourth line, obviously, scored some important goals for us tonight. Glowing review. <laughs> Glowing. Skates well. well uh, transported the puck. That's uh, a long way to go for that horrible clip. <laughs> I got to be honest with well, you. I that was, was just the re- the reason, horrible the reason, clip. I, the reason I put it in there is because I thought it was funny because everybody's like praising Bobby McMahon. And then the, they get asked, the coach is like, guy. Played well, carried the puck. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I guess the comedy was lost on Kipper. <laughs> Mid. <laughs> okay, so if I say clip six on Robertson, That's right. do we That's actually yes. get yes. Robertson? 100% guaranteed. Let's go there. Fitting it well with Max. Um, puck's been getting to good spots for that line, and whether it's um, Robertson scoring or Yarncrock. It's been on the end of plays. You know, uh, all three guys are working well together. Certainly, uh, Robbie Tamiz looks like he's just—he's in the right place. He's not—he's not focused on the, the goal. He's focused on playing well, having clean shifts, and he's a good enough and talented enough player that when the puck gets to good spots and the game is well taken care of, all of a sudden these opportunities start to come, and, and then you can use your, your skill from there. I think that's such an important thing for any young player trying to adjust to the league. Once you manage, uh, excuse me, learn to manage the game and, and manage your shift, um, things just start to happen. Have you ever heard a coach coach more in a clip than that? Yeah, that's like, pretty good. He's, he's telling everything, Robertson, hey, I hope you hear this on Kipper and Bourne and read it somewhere. Take care of business and you'll get chances. So I think we, we're critical of Keefe and we praise Keefe too, but I think the we had to give a lot of credit to whoever came up with this idea to do the third line with him and Domi down the middle and Yarncroft because it's immediately worked. Like they, yeah. they were struggling, struggling bad in their bottom six. Yeah. And no, they just no, they, they changed they, it, and it worked immediately. Energy. Here's my turn to be a hater on oh, the boy. thing that's working. You don't like it. 
I do like it, oh. and it's been great. They've been very good. Robertson looks, like, dangerous, right? He has yeah. just a nose for the net, and he can shoot it and all that. I just don't think this is a line that will be intact on April 17th. Like, okay. you, know, like <laughs> you want Domi as yeah. a center in the playoffs in his own? I, I still don't believe for one second that uh, that – Nick Robertson's a Brad Tree living type of guy. Like he's probably not. I here told in you on Friday. I I believe that uh, the the first thought was to bring him up and start having people believe that this guy could be a a scorer or can. a player in the National Hockey League. And you your your primary uh, uh, I think was to make sure that people understand that this is a a tradable asset. Yeah. Hundred percent, and I think they're accomplishing that. Domi is, yeah, he's a unique setup guy. You, you got to pump this asset up. I may yeah. have to trade him for a defenseman. Well, but like, you don't think it's that they actually like? Because I'm with you in terms of hey, but not, you're, you're they third actually line, have to win games. Your Kipper. third line, that line is not heavy enough to try to win a Stanley I Cup. Completely I completely agree. agree. Okay, but it's like, not I, heavy enough. I don't think it's like exclusively showcase. They needed to get a couple goals to win a couple yeah, games. Listen, like they were, they were fighting, absolutely flailing. You know, like, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not suggesting otherwise. But let's be honest here. There was a bit of a storm for Zadorov. Oh yeah. Okay. Everybody's screaming that the Leafs need Zadorov. Um. I think Jeff Merrick or somebody mentioned somebody in Thirty Two Thoughts that. Oh yeah. Uh, what is it? Can they you read it? That, uh, I don't have it right in front okay. of me, but one of the guys in the lease basically said, like, you'd fit in really good here kind of thing. Oh, yes. really? Yeah. So, they said that to him on the yeah. ice, apparently, which yeah. I don't necessarily love, so, to be honest. But... Uh, uh, apparently, Leafs now uh, are doing recruiting on the ice, <laughs> sure. right? Like, I don't know what's going on in the boardroom, like but I we're, I'm going to tamper right here. <laughs> yeah. with, uh, uh, There's no mics here. Uh, yeah, Elliot said the word going around on Sunday night is that a Maple Leaf player said to Zadorov on the ice, you're exactly what we need. I hate that. So yeah, that to me I actually hate that that's come on. reported. Why? You know, I, I mean, know. if I, I would 100% be reporting that if I heard that. I don't know. It, can you verify anything that's said on the ice? The first reply to this text, didn't know Dan Milstein was a player for the Leafs. <laughs> so, that's a great tweet. With everything that you saw at a Friday night, uh, I mean, would... You you want Zadorov here? That's the guy. That's that's the answer for the Leafs. I want someone. I want a big person that plays defense on he, the Leafs. And he's he's large and he runs into people, which is yeah. nice. And the Leafs uh, are one of the worst teams in the NHL in terms of getting offense from their back end. I mean, scores on Friday at fourteen last year, as we said. If you had a little I bit of horses, is that, back is that there. a fourteen as a legitimate top four guy, or is he? Uh, a four, five, or six. I know right? you've had him as a as a third pair guy. Like I, I don't get the sense that he could uh, get Calgary a, a second rounder right now. Well, if they would take a second rounder from the Leafs, I think they would do it. Would Leafs they don't not? have one, so they, hopefully they want a third. Then, yeah, <laughs> um, they're short on second rounders, yeah. and that's where maybe a Nick Robertson would come in. Mm. So mm. the question is, is like, but how how good is he? Robertson or Zadorov? Zadorov first. I, I mean, it is a, a tough question. I think he is a pretty capable defender. He plays second um, penalty kill unit.
for Calgary and has throughout his career, so he can kill some penalties. He runs into some people, which is nice. I do think that bigger bodies like him can take a little time to get better. You know, I, I think he's a, a good player and something that they could definitely use. There's no doubt if you add him, the decor is better than it is right now. Yeah. You know, there's no doubt about that. But see, me, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, though, like, again, part of this, uh, I think, strategy is if you can get if you get Nick Robertson back a little bit, like outside of uh, Cowan, the first rounder this year. Yeah, who is absolutely on fire. Killed right? the attack this weekend. Uh, and Fraser Minton, he's it for any type of uh, movable asset. But you know what you'd rather see, though, Kip, is Nick Robertson then. Let's say he does get back to being of something of value. Is there... Some, some other way to go about it for Hannafin. Because Hannafin is more of a second power play unit, second penalty kill unit, yeah, good second pair guy. You know, you yeah, could extend na- now him. You're, now you're into uh, Minton territory. Minton yeah. territory. And, 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 a, and a first rounder, maybe. I don't know about that. He's, he's expiring. To me, well, no, no. If, if he's expiring, then it's... A first rounder. That's it for Hannafin. If he is resigned, mm-hmm. then it's more than a first rounder for Hannafin. Yeah, that could be the case. So if you're the Leafs, you've done the rental thing with first rounders every year mm-hmm. until the guy left and left the cupboards bare. Mm. The only way you bring Hannafin here is if you get him on a long term deal. So what do you want to see them do? Well, they need they need that type of top four guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's Hannafin per se. Uh, well, I think, listen, at the end of the day, nothing's happening 12 games in. There are no trades at the end of November. Mm-hmm. So I bet you, if they had lost twice this weekend, there would be. Things can change. <laughs> for Th- sure. Things can still change. I look at a team like uh, Nashville. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, what are you guys doing with Ryan McDonough? Now, McDonough is not what McDonough used to be in Tampa Bay, mm-hmm. but hey, for one year, was he on? An, is he expiring? I don't know what he has left. Where's he on the I'm depth just, chart for you? That, that's just a defenseman that I think that may not be available now, but may be available later. Nashville is starting to look like the carcass oh, you may pick over. They're going to be sellers. Yeah. So. You know, I don't know if that means Yossi as the captain, probably not, but Saros mm. not having a great start. He still has a ton of value. You know, if they decide that they want to be out on this year. Saros. Saros has two more years after this. Thanks, Brandon. Yeah, and it, it would be inexpensive. And, 6.75. Right? And, and you, you want to bring Hannafin in, you you got to move money out. Mm-hmm. There's no... There's, uh, well, that's... There, then you're there's, attaching. There's no, there's no first and Minton. But see, now it's... First, Minton, Klingberg, you know. Well, maybe, you'd have to eat yeah. Klingberg's contract. But then again, well, they, if I'm taking Klingberg off of your hands to help you then fit I'll make this it a first in, with Minton. then you yeah. got to drive the price up. And this is where the Leafs are in a bit of a pickle here. Mm-hmm. The so, other interesting one from Calgary is Tanev. That's the one to me that's the best fit. Yeah. He's right shot guy, more of a stay-at-home guy, the exact type of guy that Morgan Riley's always had success with. 
He's it played is. well with, yeah. like, I mean, Quinn Hughes until this year had his best years playing you with have him. To, to him, that's it, the best fit. He's expiring. And too. he's yeah. at four, isn't he? Four or five. Yeah, four or five, which means you have to take Klingberg mm-hmm. back. Yeah. So it's a tough ask. That's a really tough ask. It was better, well, on, better on Saturday. Me, though, but if Calgary's mailing it in, like, to me, Minton is a real chip. Like, he is, he made the NHL at 19. He's a two way, big body, improving rapidly. Like, you know, if I'm Calgary and you say, all right, your season's over anyway, we'll swap money on Klingberg and yeah. Tanev, you know, like you can start to put the bases of a deal together if you did a bigger play. I don't like that. disagree that that is uh, a legitimate one that could, that can get you some, some immediate help. Hey, mate, now that we're talking Nashville, maybe they can get Ryan O'Reilly and Luke Shen. What do you guys think? <laughs> no, Ryan doesn't like it here. <laughs> oh, right. He doesn't want to be recognized. That came up. Uh, anywhere else you want to go? We derailed on the... Well, well listen, at the end of the day, it's, it's just starting all this talk mm-hmm. about where, where, the, where the help's going to come in. And they're one of, what, half a dozen teams that are in cap hell but need help on the blue line. Mm-hmm. Like, don't think Vancouver and Edmonton, they're, not, they're, they're, they're in a dogfight here uh, with the Leafs for, for all D. All these assets, yeah. So uh, the Leafs, I mean, are they in cap hell or they're just close to the cap? Like they don't have a bad contracts really on their, on their books, you know? Yeah. It's just, it has to be money this, out. This, money like in, this know? year they're, they're tapped out, but like it, yeah. there's other teams that are in cap hell. I don't think the yeah, Leafs no, are they're, necessarily they're, they're, there. They're in cap hell. No. Every, every team is, every good team to, is. To, to win every now, good team. to add to your roster yeah. you gotta, now. You got to send something out. You got to sure. send something yeah. out, yeah. Sam. Yeah, no. And judging next year. If you still want to think you're going to get a crack at uh, Nylander, whatever the cap goes up is minimal still next year, and you may have to add four million to Nylander's salary next yeah. year. The things that help, though, if you're looking to add D four or million someone is yeah. Brody's five million is expiring this year, mm-hmm. right? So he's off the books. Klingberg's gone, so now you're up to nine million, nine point one or whatever. With those two, yeah, Bertuzzi, Domi. Yeah, you they're know, all expiring. They're, but they're, you got to fill them back up. You do for sure. You okay, do. and what are you going to do? Trade all that money and bring in more seven hundred fifty thousand dollars players like Ryan Reeves? Well, no, <laughs> you can spend that money. Or a million? What's he at? A million? Noah Hannafin and pay him seven million dollars, or you can bring it. You know, if you add an asset that's a quality player, you can keep it. But yeah, as always, you're looking for fringe guys. But keep the entire league's looking for fringe guys. Sam's I just I. This is what sucks so bad about the league. Like, every good team, all you talk about is, like, them maybe adding some crappy player at the bottom of the lineup to fill it out because they can't pay their good guys too much. Like, it's just, cap's got to go up. <laughs> like, these, everybody, two everybody, years, yeah, I think. everybody's choking. When, there's no there's no room for anything. No, it's 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 an issue, and it's, uh, it's why we won't see any trades anytime soon still because mm-hmm. this... This stuff needs to get sorted out. Uh, there's teams on the cusp. Nashville is an excellent example where, like, you, you can't have a – you can't sell now in, in Nashville. People will disappear on you for 70 games. Oh, you think that's part of it is just staying relevant for the yes. market? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, did you want to talk about the goalies before we hit the break? All right. Um, yeah, another uh, decent bounce back for Samsonov, correct? Yeah. You good with it? Yeah, like where are you at after the weekend on their goaltending? Uh, the same as it was before the weekend. Let's, uh, hey, let's hey, listen hey, to Keefe on hey, it. He- hey, okay, we'll go to Keefe and we'll come out of it. Yeah. Clip two. Clip two.
Clip two. Clip two. We're not sure. Yeah, I thought he was I thought he was solid, you know. Um gives up a couple there in the first period and then that can you know, that can get in your head, but it uh, he didn't allow it to. And I also thought the guys took really good care of him. You know, once once again we we at five on five we gave up very little tonight. Uh, so we were tre- like we've been talking about trending in a good direction. It seems like almost every game we're setting a new standard for um you know, for, for our play defensively. So I'm really happy with where we've been there. I think, you know, I think that's about four games now at five on five. Like we're right up there with the top teams in the league defensively in terms of what we've given up. This is the key theme in half, quotes. Half full or half empty the glass there. Yeah. I want, very half full. Very half full. And the theme with it is uh, taking care of each other, right? We protect them. We take care of people. We protect, you know, everyone oh, there's, there's, there's a theme that, 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 they needed to address right away. And part of that Saturday night look was the fact that I think tree living, you know, ripped them open a new one. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Just to, you talking about just for not standing up. For yes. One another. Yeah. Big issue. Yeah. I had heard amongst leaf management, which is crazy to then take Reeves out the next night. The guy who you're paying to be yeah. that protector. Well, and- uh, with no signs of it mm-hmm. and minus what? 10? 11. 11. Yeah. So that that was just, can't have you on the ice shoveling pucks out of our own net. No. Got to put an end to it now. You know, and Keith made some comments to Reeves, like he can't find any that he's directly responsible for, but I think of the one where Nyes flips it up his wing for him to skate onto, mm-hmm. and he's just not fast enough to even impact the defenseman who goes to pick it up, and it goes back the other way. So he's not to blame with turnovers. He's just not able to make plays, which you kind of got to do in the NHL. Yeah. Okay, let's take a quick break. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Great. then when we come back, plenty more to dive into, including the trip to Sweden. That and more when Real Kipper and Bourne continues after these words. Big opinions and in-depth conversations covering the Leafs, Jays, Raptors, and the NFL. The J.D. Bunkins Podcast. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Leafs taking their four points on the weekend and heading to Stockholm, Sweden, Mm -hmm. where they will play the Detroit Red Wings on Friday and then Minnesota on Sunday. And that will be, if correct me if I'm wrong, a game you're doing with David Amber. I believe, unfortunately, my friend, uh, you and I are doing that game. Yes, with David Amber. I don't get up on Sundays that early. Pal, I'm knocking on your door. Hop in. I'll have a bagel ready for you and a coffee and off we go. Uh, (laughs) 7.30? Call 7.30. Well, yeah, we're on. So we'll oh be my God, there I for the run through in the sixes, I'm sure. Wait. So you have your most complete game <laughs> Saturday night yep. where you get your secondary scoring going. You don't have to rely on the big boys. How and nice. this is a good thing that they're playing just three games in the next twelve days. No, it's awful. It's awful. They're they're starting to find it. The bottom six are rolling, everything's good for a day, and now we gotta sit on it and let them pat themselves on the back and stop playing. Sucks. The plan is for the Leafs to leave in about five hours from now. Oh, so is that it's right? A Ten o'clock flight. Oh, so they would have partied. On Ottawa left yesterday, last night. So this is where your uh, sleep doctors come in. Mm-hmm. So they leave it at ten. Then they arrive in the morning, and 
then you go practice. Yeah. yeah, that would be it. And stay up as long as you can. Well, I imagine they'll, they, so they're timing this flight to sleep through the night tonight and just pretend it's another normal night. Yes. Good yeah. luck with that. Does that work? Not for me. Okay. You? I, how, I personally think jet lag is a complete mindset. How I don't I I rarely oh, yeah. get jet lagged. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite. Put a, put oh, a yeah, camera, okay. Put a camera <laughs> on that practice that they land, yeah. and then tell me it's not real. Yeah. Sure. They, they, they may be a little tired. They're on a plane for eight hours. That they might will be, be tired. A guaranteed the worst practice of the year. Oh yeah. But some people are like, oh, it takes me weeks. I'm like, what are you talking about? I like, just go to sleep. It's fine. Like it's just to me, people overblow jet lag so much. It's one yeah. of the most overblown things oh, in the world. No, it's okay, not. well, yes, it, it messes up your. No, it doesn't. Internal clock radio. Sam talks about sports for a living. He doesn't have to be a finely tuned machine like you know, like these guys will have to be. If you're off by ten percent, which I would imagine you think well, you'd be off by ten percent. The other team is playing in Sweden too. That's the best point yeah. of all is that you're playing the same people. Unfortunately, when you get back, the other twenty-seven teams have not been doing it. But they don't play again for a week. They, they, they a come. Week? Well, they come home on Sunday. Oh, they play on Sunday, and I guess they'll come home after that game Sunday. And they then they play the following Friday. And then they go for a 2 p.m. game in Black, Chicago. Black Friday. What is happening? Like, on, like weirdest again. schedule of all time. That is, and in November. That's it, a strange one. Yeah, Black You're Friday. It's supposed to be, like, in the clip of the season here. This is the normal time. It's not preseason, early in the year. It's not Christmas. It's not deadline. So, like, you know. I hate it. I hate okay, it. Okay, before I even ask. It. You don't like that they have to go? No, I think it's garbage. I'd be very upset as a player. Like, why? What? You know, why do we have to do this? It's a disadvantage competitively that I have to like reset my clock, and I hate it. This is this is the league uh, trying to grow the game. Is that what this is? Oh, they don't. Is, hockey's not popular in Sweden. They haven't heard of it over there. <laughs> well, to me, I actually think if you're going to send a team to Sweden, you know. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but the Leafs have had a pretty strong tradition of Swedish players on them. You know, like the, the team that just traded Sandin and Engvall. Well, I mean, I don't know if you ever heard of this guy. Is Matt Sandin? He wore 13. Pretty popular guy. More son. Uh, you know, you know, Boris Salming just passed. One of the most famous Swedish guys ever played for the Leafs. Nylander, one of the best players in the league right now, plays for the Leafs. John Klingberg, one of the uh, plays right, for the let's, Leafs. Uh, let's go to. Now, is this really a clip eight or is it oh, no, clip okay, nine? Okay, so, no, okay. We want uh, clip seven. Sheldon Keith. The one. Clip seven will be the correct one. Obviously, the biggest challenge is adjusting to the time change. Uh, but we've got ample time. I think they've done a good job of uh, getting us there and giving us the time to adjust. So we should be all right. Though the, I'm sure the first couple of days will be, will be tough. I don't have any experience uh, in doing such a thing and, and going overseas uh, to prepare a team. We've got lots of people in the organization, players and staff, who do, and uh, you know, you're relying on that. Uh, that's why it's set up the way that we are. We think it's important. We're going to basically go pretty much from the plane to practice tomorrow just to kind of keep busy. Like we'll have a quick stop at the hotel for lunch, but then head right on to practice just to help try to keep everybody awake and, and uh, try to get on on uh, Stockholm time and uh, take it from there. Kipper, have you been have you been moonlighting as a leaf sleep doctor? Uh, you knew the plan. Yeah, it's common now. I know. A lot of these guys, uh, that's what they try. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's go to one more on disrupting. This is the point that you made earlier, JB. So yep. let's 
go on disrupting a good stretch from Sheldon. Yeah, I mean, it is. It, it, that's part of it, right? Some, sometimes yeah, a, a disruption comes at a good time, and, uh, you know, you can work at some things and breathe a little bit and get back to it. Sometimes you want to just keep going. It's not often you get a break like this uh, in the NHL, so we're going to try to make the, the best of it. Um, you know, whether it's a good or a bad thing, I don't know. I just know that it, it is it's our reality so we've got to manage it as best we can both on our arrival and for the games themselves and then our return back here uh as we adjust back to get back into the to the regular rhythm of the nhl i wonder what kind of rubber chicken circuit they're gonna have willie nylander on this week yeah he wasn't not coming on the radio so (laughs) no we know that he's got time maybe he will there I was saying, do you think it's, he's going to play well over there, or do you think oh, he's yeah. going to be out partying with old no, friends? And he is going to. Oh, I think there's a chance for both. He's going to light it like, up. Like, there's a lot of time here. You know, they've got to be a little nervous. About the <laughs> of length what? of the leash? Huh? Of what? Of him just partying? No, sure. not him. Just everybody. It's like, this is, this is like a, a school trip for these guys. Yeah, like, pretty cool. I mean, you should appreciate the experiences you have in life, and that's yeah, a unique one. I know. So, so they'll appreciate the heck out of it, I imagine. I, I get that. Yeah. Do they, do they have anything that's beautiful in Sweden? Uh, I, I can't. I don't know. Famously you're referring beautiful? to the mountainside? Oh, yes. Right, 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 right. Just the, the, the Swedish, scenery. Yeah, is apparently, yeah. Lovely you, lakes there. You know who's <laughs> going to, like, really be feeling it right now is uh, our good friend, Timothy Lilligren, who... Feeling uh, it? They're going to have him in tow, and he doesn't have to play. Right. Is he going to go, you think? Oh, yeah, they'll take him. They wouldn't leave him at home. Yeah, I don't know. I he's, mean, he's hobbling. Definitely he's gone. hobbling, though. Whether he's playing or not, though, Kip, he's I know. part of the I, reason. I hope he can go back home, yeah. but he's got. it's just disappointing for him yes. that he he knew about this for a very long time and was looking forward to it and just can't play. I mean, that's that's the reality of mm-hmm. Socks. every game. There's chance there's, he can get hurt. There's a lot of Leaf fan fiction out there that the Leafs are going to sign William Nylander a contract in Sweden. Oh, that's an interesting theory. Yeah, I've seen that a lot. Yeah, that's pretty cute. cute. Pretty cute. I that is don't cute. see it. No I signs in its center ice it. right before a puck drop. <laughs> like every day that goes by, he has less incentive to sign. Every day, yeah, he gets closer and closer to what are the options out there, and I, like, do you still believe that there's somewhat of a discount in him? Everybody I talk to says, no shot. No shot. He's been on a discount no for five, six years. Yeah, no, maybe not that long. Three years. You just may have to sign him to the number that he pretty much His boy, envisioned. David Pasternak, signed for 11.25 or Would whatever it was. Would that upset you? 11.25? 11.25. Oh. Yeah, for, for Willie. Would that upset you? Oh, wouldn't first time eight me. years? Wouldn't upset me. My turn's up now. That wouldn't would thrill say me. Wouldn't say I'd love it. What's that? Wouldn't say I'd love it. No, I'm just saying, but Pasta is a different player. He's won a Rocket Richard trophy. He hits people. If you're going to Willie, you say, you produce like him. I know, but it doesn't he work does that way. He does other things. It doesn't work that way. You're worth it, 10 and a quarter. It just doesn't work that way. What works is, okay, I'm a team that needs scoring. What's the fastest, quickest way to get it? And what am I willing to pay? Mm-hmm. That's the market, is what you're willing to pay. I understand that. And it doesn't have anything to do with Pasternak did this, 
Pasternak's not available. It is an insane thing to say the comparables don't aren't relevant. They they are relevant to a certain degree, but I I can only pay, and this is why the constant around UFA is you do overpay. Mm -hmm. And who's available and how quickly can I get a, a great score? And what's it what's it worth to me? Yeah. The scoring is such at a premium now. Like we watch the Leafs and there's some nights that Gregor couldn't hit the side of a of a barn. Okay? And there's Willie who's looking like all world class. Mm-hmm. Like if your team now like and I've thrown this out before, but Chicago. Yeah. Chicago's got this kid, Bedard, who by the way, last time I checked might have been on a fifty seven goal. Yeah, nine pace. goals in thirteen games for the game. Nine kid. and thirteen. That stick lift shelf the other all, night. Was, all of a sudden it's it's looking good again, but he does look like a man on an island here. What would it, what what's it worth to Chicago to have Willie Nylander in that uniform come September? Is it worth eleven? 11 and a half to them. Yeah. And I think it it might be. I wonder if Lewis Gross has legitimately had to have the price of a brick is going up call with Tree Living. Because I'm sure at the start of the year, they're like 10, 10 and a half. And then Willie's off to this tear. And it's like, hold on. Austin Matthews and William Nylander, the first pair of Leafs teammates with 10 plus goals each through first 15 games since Wendell and Dave Anderchuk in 93, 94. All right. Very similar players. Pretty good year. That was a conference final back then, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. There you go. Might have been a high stick or something. Did that come up? Yeah. That was uh, Kerry Fraser. I think so, right? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, ballet for sure. Yeah. 93, 94. Okay, that takes care of our Leaf edition. When we come back in the National Hour, hottest story out there, the Edmonton Oilers firing Jay Woodcroft. What's next for them? Plus more on the Swedish trip by the Toronto Maple Leafs and three other clubs. We're back after these words.